G'day humans, what's good? We're Chris Funder here with Prudy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling Old Style Weekly Wrestling Rap. Alex, how the bloody hell are you, mate? Mate, what a week. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, should we just skip the pleasantries? Uh, I suppose uh, Vince Russo is still in charge of the Victorian government, some would say, and uh, just get into the news. Yeah, well... Well, yeah... Here in regional, Vic, I'm out of lockdown. So, sorry to those poor folks in the city, but yeah, I'm out of it. He's climbed the asylum. He's out of the cage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like homicide struggling to get out of that red <laughs> cage, but I got out of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, you're doing, doing better than uh, the city folk, I guess. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about something that did get you excited straight off the bat then? My goodness. Let's do it. Um, GCW Zombie Walk, uh, Nick Gage in the main event and in the post-match, who should run in? My boy, the <laughs> former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. Um so this has sort of been building up for a couple of months now where they've sort of been taking shots at each other on Twitter, but it's like been weirdly passive shots too. It's been like Nick Gage just being like, hey, what? why does Zack Ryder keep talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like Matt Cardona be like, Hey, I don't want any problems with you. I'm just a big fan, blah, blah, blah. And then Nick Gage is like, shut the F up, bitch. If you got a problem with me, come to GCW and do something about it. And Nick Gage is just constantly like, why does he like playing with toys and stuff like that? And then... Yeah, then this happened. Yeah, um, so I've seen the clip that um, was shared around on social media. He sort of is in this big black robe with a hood, runs in a tax gauge from behind, lays him out, takes off his hood and lifts up the, uh, is it the GCW championship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the most important part is everyone was going nuts because they thought it was Moxley. <laughs> and like he even got in the ring and did like the weird thing Moxley does with his arms and then he hits the double arm DDT so everyone's going nuts like holy crap it's Moxley it's Moxley and then he takes off the hood and it's not Moxley it's Matt Cardona and, and all the fans are pissed at this point <laughs> yeah and like the best part about it is Matt Cardona is the perfect guy to be a complete heel for the GCW crowd. He is a guy that didn't really have a huge independent run before he got signed to a contract. He's a chiseled jack dude who barely does any violence. He has, a, I guess, a limited moveset. And he's more about the sports entertainment aspect. So him being in GCW is perfect because he is the complete 
antithesis of what Nick Gage is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, polar opposites there. Um, yeah, this will be an interesting match because I don't even remember in WWE Zack Ryder having that many Extreme Rules hardcore matches. Nah, never, never really happened. Um, he has done a couple of things since his indie run. Like, he recently had a match against AC3, and there was, like, thumbtacks and stuff like that. But not many people saw that. Um, but, yeah, uh, this will be really interesting. The, the matches are announced to take place at GCW Homecoming. Um, I'm not too sure exactly the date. I don't think the date's been announced or the location yet, but... Yeah, that will be a really intriguing match, and I just hope Nick Gage doesn't try to David Arquette to Matt Cardona. I like David Arquette. Yeah, but remember what Nick Gage did to Arquette? I hope he doesn't try to do that to Cardona. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, probably, probably not. Uh, from there, I... Uh, we'll touch on the New Japan and the NWA uh, pay-per-views later on in the show. But another pay-per-view, did you happen to watch Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather in an eight-round exhibition boxing fight? Yes. The, um, yes. The My God, people say, the, oh, how can you watch wrestling because it's fake? Let's watch some boxing instead. Woo! Did you? At least in wrestling, you don't have the dreaded bear hug as often as it used to be, but in boxing, you do. <laughs> um, I suppose I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. Ooh, now, did you go to your old favourite of the uh, Nefarious Means Network? Oh, of course I did. Smart boy. <laughs> For this because... thing, I wasn't paying, like, yeah. 60 bucks. Get out of here. Yeah, not a chance was I paying for that. Um, I actually watched it on Twitch. Someone put it up on Twitch under a category of, like, Sea of Thieves or something. And, Good like, game. oh, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's watch two pirates fight each other. And the entire chat wasn't allowed to talk about boxing. They just had to refer to these people as pirates about to walk the plank. Well, somebody's going to get themselves permabanned, but... Uh... Yeah, well, I think... Because um, I followed that account, and yes, that account no longer exists, so... Ah, uh, well. Yeah, that's why you do those things through uh, private calls. <laughs> yes. But this... I watched the highlights, and as somebody who's done boxing training and kickboxing training i hate these things they are just money grabs if you're the type of gullible person who's going to bet or put down pay-per-view money on this and then complain afterwards about how bad it was yeah you're not not really in a position there to complain are you not at all um there was never going to be a winner because it's an exhibition no. bout and there was one of these that happened was it uh, the McGregor one a few years back was also an exhibition bout? 
Yes. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> It's um, not... what, what Floyd Mayweather made like 150 million off this fight. Like, crazy. Yeah, and whatever Logan made as well. Yeah, I think I read that Logan Paul was only making like 300 grand off of this, which I find hard to believe, but. Yeah, maybe he's just like, oh, I'll take the exposure over the money. Mm, maybe. Who knows with that guy? He's a, a strange person that I don't really like. No, um, I will say over the years, he's tamed it down a bit and seems a little bit more likable. His brother, on the other hand, oh, but, <laughs> Jake Paul is like the perfect heel. Like, he's so hateable. Um, so, yeah, we had this boxing fight between two former WrestleMania, uh, um, uh, two former WrestleMania stars in Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't even put two and two together there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw something like, oh, how can people think Logan Paul's going to beat Floyd Mayweather when Floyd Mayweather knocked out the big show? <laughs> uh, again, silly people. But, yeah, um, what a work. <laughs> if you were watching by the highlights I saw, I think it was like a 20-minute cut of highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd would have had him had this been an actual belt that went to a judge uh, belt that went to the judge, judge's decision. There we go. We've been on air ten minutes and it's already happening. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um, so I suppose the last little thing we need to talk about is uh, more releases. <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> um, so following yeah. on. From April 15th, the releases of Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, uh, as well as Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, and Bo Dallas. This week yeah. saw the releases of, uh, we can talk all about them one by one in a moment, but Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Wright, and Santana Garrett. Um... Oh. Now, well, let's talk about Santana first because we both don't really know much about her, but um, a fair few women wrestlers have been tweeting out, like, yeah, that's one to watch. Yeah, um, I, yeah. From the brief time I saw her in NXT, she was good. Uh, she got called up to the main roster and then sort of, I think she was caught up when Heyman was still in a position of power and then things changed and yeah. he was out of power and that was like one of the people he had earmarked for big plans and then she just sort of got told, oh, we've got nothing for you at the moment and was stuck in, well, I'm not on NXT, I'm on the main roster, but I've got nothing to do. So either on main event or not doing anything. So she got sort of lost in the shuffle and they went, oh, okay, we don't need you, I guess. Yeah, it was um her... Uh, Vanessa Bourne and Chelsea Green all got called up at the same time and never actually 
Well, actually, at least Chelsea Green got to make a debut on SmackDown and then immediately got injured. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, those three ladies, and now all three of them are gone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, so very unlucky, very unfortunate. Look forward to seeing uh, what happens next for... Santana Garrett and the other two. Like yeah. Top of Vanessa Bourne. I think with how high people are on Santana, I could see her going to an AEW. Yeah. But the problem is AEW can't pick, keep picking up everyone. And they do have a pretty good women's division now with death, with women coming back, with the, um, the Joshi, the Japanese and Asian women being able to come into the country again. Yeah, I, I see the um, recently released women from the WWE to have more of a chance of getting signed by AEW than the men, to be honest, because the men's roster is stacked. The women's roster, yeah, it's on fire at the moment, but they probably could use a little bit more depth, so... Perhaps the women have more of a shot than the men at the moment. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That men's men's roster on AEW, without their their free agent and their shared talent with um the Forbidden Door Alliance, they could um like we've seen they can put on six hours of TV a week plus pay per views. Yeah, so, yeah, and we're gonna get to a point where there's gonna be you add an extra three hours to that when there'll be like your quarterly two-hour special and the rampage coming up. So there's a good chance there'll be like nine hours of TV every now and then too. Yeah, but at least once rampage starts and once they start touring again, they said they were going to cut down on dark and elevation. Yes. Which is why I think they can't pick up everyone. Um. Along that same uh, field, I guess, Ruby Wright, like, she has a unique look. She is good in the ring. It She's just, very good in the ring. Just... It was just a case of her getting double shoulder surgery, coming back, feuding with Liv because Liv was in love with Lana, and that fizzled out. And then they aligned together and challenged for the tag titles and broke up the Iconics. Yeah, she was very unlucky. Uh, timing was just not on her side for WWE run. Uh, she's probably the one out of this crop that I think will probably have the best indie run. Like, she'll probably be the busiest out of the lot of them. Yeah. Um, just because she's got the history on the indies as well. She's worked at a lot of places. She's got a lot of contacts. What and name she... did she go by on the indies, do you know, off the top of your head? Yeah, Heidi Lovelace. So perhaps she'll go back to that. Um, I wonder if she can just get away with just being Ruby Riot with one T. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah... Uh, I, I've seen a lot of... She was probably the one people tweeted about the most from this crop, about the most potential and all that sort of stuff from other workers. Yeah. So 
So, um, yeah, this will be really interesting for her. She'd be a great pickup for any company. Yeah, out of the out of the three women from this crop, I think she's the most likely to get signed first. Um, we'll save. I disagree. <laughs> Just because of nepotism and all that sort of good stuff. But yes. Well, I suppose speaking about ne- nepotism, nep- yep. yeah, that what? thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, uh, Lana. Lana is the best. Lana number one. Um, oh, poor thing. So, like, her and Ruby Riot are consistently on TV every single week. Yeah, during it's, the pandemic, too. Yeah, and, like, Lana may have had the longest-running, like, week-to-week storyline on TV there for a bit with the announce table thing. Um, and then, yeah, here we are. She's just dropped. I think that's... Like, Ruby Riot and Lana getting dropped is, like, complete proof that they do not give a crap about their women's tag division. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, they just essentially got rid of two tag teams from a very limited tag team division already. And broke up another one this past week by the looks. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think other than the champs of a of um challenges at the moment and I can't think of one now that we're three teams shorter in the space of a week. Yeah. Um who was Dana Brooke teaming with? Was it Lana? Mandy was Rose. Mandy? Okay. Dana and Mandy. Yeah, that that's pretty that's, much what you got now. Um off the top of my head. Yeah, it'd be them. Oh, let's have a quick looky loo. Um, yeah, so Lana, do you think because she's got ninety days no compete, do you think eventually she goes to AEW to manage uh the best man Miro? I could see it happening. Um I could also see Lana being one of those releases where she just doesn't do anything in wrestling ever again. Like, she's had Hollywood opportunities. Like, she was in a couple of Pitch Perfect movies and stuff like that. Like, um, she could probably transition into Hollywood if she wanted to. Um, Because she's got the contacts. So, if she is going to go anywhere in wrestling, it's definitely going to be there. I don't particularly see Lana going... And having a shimmer run or a stardom run or anything like that. Like, we all know she's very uh, limited in ring. But a TV promotion like AEW would be good for her. But I can honestly see her just being like, eh, I've done wrestling now. I'll go try something else. Yeah, I wouldn't sign her up as a wrestler i'd sign her up more just as a um a manager role because that was when her and rusev were the biggest they'd been in that company and speaking of that cody'd be right into that because america damn you dirty foreigners yeah (laughs) 
My only issue with bringing Lana in as a mouthpiece for Rusa, uh, for Miro is that Miro's kind of gotten pretty good at the on the mic and doesn't really need it anymore. Yeah, he was sort of forced in that position, and yeah, never know. She could be um going to do her own things, get her own Instagram sponsorships and all that back that she had to give up. Yeah, um, I suppose couple more here. So those are the uh, the three women that were released. Moving on to the men. Alistair Black, aka Tommy and uh, I think the writing was on the wall a long time for this one. However, the past two weeks surprised me. Yeah, the, the timing of it was just crazy. It's just like, he just re-debuted in the main event of SmackDown to start an angle with Big E. And then you release him. That was the most ridiculous part about it. He had like a, about a month's worth of vignettes. I feel like his entire WWE career was just him sitting in a dark room talking. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, who's going to knock on my door? Oh, did you knock on my... Oh, no, you didn't knock on my door. Oh, I want to fight. Um... Yeah, so this timing was ridiculous. Like, two, three months ago, you tell me this news, and absolutely no surprise. But then the timing of it now is real weird. And the fact that there was rumours floating around that Zelina Vega's coming back to the WWE. That's what shocked me even more, because she had been at the PC training. Yeah, right. I I didn't even know that part. I just heard rumours that she was coming back. But yeah, um, that's yeah, that's even more curious. Yeah. Um. Again, another guy who would fit in well, I believe, somewhere like a um, a New Japan Strong of America, if he's staying st- uh, stateside, a New Japan in Japan with that more uh, MMA sort of uh style based that he uh, works compared to like an impact where it's sort of not really known for that. A Ring of Honor, North America sort of promotion could be good for that. Yep. Um, Uh, Bloodsport, sign him up. Yeah, the only thing is Bloodsport isn't a week-to-week or a (laughs) month-to-month pay-per-view. No. They did do three in two months. Yeah. I would love to see, like, yeah, Tommy and Alistair Black have a Bloodsport-style match. Oh, my God. New Japan Strong, sign him up. Put him up against um, Filthy Tom Lawler for the Strong Championship. Yep, there you go. (laughs) Um, I suppose we can speak about uh, the uh, champion of Saudi Mania. The man who once said independent wrestlers should find another profession. (laughs) Broad Strowman, welcome to Future Endeavoured. Yeah, this was great. (laughs) <laughs> um, karma yeah this was just karma um, not as the soon uh, as, wrestler <laughs> not the two wrestlers that have gone under that name uh, Charles Wright or Awesome Kong um, <laughs> both in the same company too yeah <laughs> uh, slightly different spelling but yeah um, oh man so like as soon as the news came out Braun got released Evil Uno, who was the guy that 
uh, Braun Strowman was making those remarks about was like, like, uh, I know what you said about me, but I'm really sad to see you lose your job. He was just a complete gentleman about it. Um, Unlike me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and honestly, yeah, those statements deserve snide remarks like Braun's getting, to be honest, because what an idiot. Um, in terms of what's next for Braun, well, actually, this dude just main evented, like, just had a WWE title match on pay-per-view. Yeah. He beat Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I'm surprised with the Saudi shows, they never had Mansoor beat him for that Saudi championship. Oh, man. Yeah. They... Oh, man, they should have done that. Um, yeah, this dude <laughs> has had an incredible career in the WWE. Universal champ. Tag champ. Tag champ at WrestleMania with a small child. Um, oh, won yeah. Andre the Giant Battle Royal against a couple of comedians. Oh, God, <laughs> don't remind me of that. Oh, uh, what else has he done? He's been uh, Intercontinental Champ. He's won money in the bank. He won money in the bank? Yeah. Really? Um, yep. He tried to cash it in on Brock and failed or something like that. And that was when Brock like grabbed the briefcase and like threw it up the entrance ramp. Holy cow, you're right. 2018, I do not remember that, but... <laughs> they haven't really protected money in the bank well the last few years either. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, what's next for Braun is interesting because I wouldn't put him over in AEW because you have your monster Lance Archer and Braun's bigger than him, so you're immediately uh, killing Lance's mystique of being the... Um, giant in that company ring of honor isn't really a place i put him <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> give us braun Strowman versus tony deppen immediately no braun versus beer city bruiser oh yes braun versus silas young <laughs> braun can become one of the bouncers <laughs> um impact <laughs> I wouldn't put him over there because what Moose is sort of your big guy over there at the moment. Yeah. And he uh, tower over Moose. Yes. Um MLW probably wouldn't fit. Uh and then No, I, I don't even know if Braun Strowman could fit inside of an MLW arena. Um shots then, fired. <laughs> Then the other one would be uh, NWA. I mean, if you want to do a throwback to the giant sort of of old, you can sort uh, of do that there. He would def Billy Corgan would definitely try to get Braun Strowman to wear a one strap singlet Andre the Giant style. <laughs> then the other major company left is New Japan, which no way in the world this guy. Um. <laughs> I'd be into it. 
I think it would be very entertaining to see who's, Braun Strowman in New Japan. Who's the current giant in New Japan? Um, do they have one? That's why I was just trying to think, because I was thinking it was to beforehand, and I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think they really have one. No, like, your closest thing to one is, like, Farley. Oh, yeah, Farley. Yeah, give as us Farley we, versus Broad. As much as we love Farley and our Kiwi cousins. Yeah. Farley. Oh. It depends where you want to position Farley going forward and Braun. And if if Braun's just coming in for a few months to feud against Bullet Club and eventually lose. That makes sense, but honestly, I wouldn't do it. Give me Braun versus Hiromu Takahashi, and I'm set. You know, Hiromu will injure himself in that match. I know he will, but oh my god, it would be a spectacle. Now, let's talk about the realistic option for Braun Gardner. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) this dude. Had a multi-million dollar contract. He had a huge contract with WWE. Same as Lana, actually. Mm. And he got cut pretty much because of the size of his contract and the fact that, hey, do we really need Braun anymore? We're, we're sort of building up Omos. We're building up Commander Aziz on the other brand. Do we really need a giant that costs so much anymore? So that's why my prediction is give him three months and he'll be back in the WWE with a smaller contract. You think he'll sit it out and WWE will make him an offer and he'll see nothing else is out there and he'll come back? I think he'll come back. Yeah, Um, I think so too because I don't think anyone else is going to offer him nearly as much as a reduced WWE offer. Yeah. I, I could... The only, like, realistic option for him that I can picture is AEW, but you brought up... No. A, you brought up a couple of points as to why it wouldn't be realistic. Um, Unless you're going to bring him in and have Archer kill him and then just ha- have him do <laughs> stuff. Because I yeah. think Archer would be getting good pointers from um, uh, Mr. No BS Paul White. Yeah. About how to uh, be a big, bigger, bigger man. As well as um, now they've got... He's still going under Mark Henry, isn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, shall we talk about the, the headliner of the releases? Oh, my God. Like... I I never want anyone to lose their job or anything, but this one, like, I was half sad, but also like, hell yeah, bring it. Yeah, I think Buddy Murphy will do great things on the independence compared to his last nine months where he was in love with Aaliyah and then siding with the Mysterios and then disappeared and then came back 
and then want to work with Seth again against the Mysterios and what? Yeah. Um, this is another guy that the current WWE roster was like fully supporting when the news came out. And Buddy Murphy, I, I don't know if he'll go back to Matt Silver or whatever. Um, he put out a tweet like of his bookings email and like, yeah, hit me up if you have any booking inquiries. And then like a whole heap of WWE wrestlers from like Alexa Bliss to Kofi Kingston are like, everyone book this guy. He's incredible. And yeah, he's just got the world rooting for him. I think, yeah, it's like Alistair Black, Murphy, and Ruby Wright. That's your pick of the litter from this crop. Um, yeah. They're definitely not going to be struggling for work, and they're definitely going to get some serious ring time. Now, with that being said, um, should we go through the list of possibilities here? Because we're playing very stakeriotic. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Um, MLW. Possible. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. Would I like to say it? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say possible, but... Perhaps not. like a, a one or two shot deal? Yeah. He might, he might be just keen to go out and just wrestle as, in as many places as he wants without, you know, signing a full-on contract. So they might bring him in for a couple of shots. That's what I was thinking, a short-term deal while he does some initial indie dates and sees what else is out there. Um, NWA. I don't know if it's a good fit. Like, they, they desperately need him. They need someone like that because I just watched a pay-per-view last night. Uh, they need, they need like any of the guys that have been released recently. But yeah, um, maybe a one or two shot, but I can't even see that happening with Murphy. Yeah, um, I would say it's not his, um, not his uh, fit of style is that place. Not um, at all. So then we go impact. Possible. I could see it happening. But That's, yeah. I could see him getting brought in as a like big, big deal. Like if he wants to go to a place and be the face of the place, like that's probably the place to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. What about AEW? Like, that would be stylistically the best choice. The matchups are tantalizing, just thinking about it. Like, if there's ever a guy to have a match with Kenny Omega, it's Murphy. Like, because their styles are so similar. Um, yeah, I would kill to see it. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of the impact thing, though. If they brought him in, 
would he get lost in the shuffle? Would I, I would like to think he wouldn't let that happen. But yeah, it's just a case of would that be the best choice to go to immediately when there's so many people there? Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. It'd be good to do a short-term deal like uh, Matt Cardona did. Yeah. But long-term, straight off the bat, he's going to get lost in that shuffle and the um, the depth that AEW has at the moment. Yeah. What about Ring of Honor? I think there is one, well, maybe two really good reasons as to why he might turn up in Ring of Honor. Okay. I have the same thoughts. Uh, we can touch on that <laughs> in a moment then. What about New Japan Pro Wrestling, either uh, staying stateside or going across to Japan? I think that would be the best fit for him. Yeah. Um, because let's be real, we haven't seen the the most out of his personality. We like from his WWE run, we don't know exactly what he's capable of from a personality character sort of standpoint. But we do know this dude can go in the ring. And that is perfect for the New Japan style. Yeah. I was just trying to think if you were going to put him in New Japan. The Aussies you have, you have Nichols and Eagles in chaos. Would you leave him be a free agent? Would you put him in Bullet Club with the Kiwi guys? Would you put him in chaos with the Aussies or would you put him somewhere else like Taguchi, Japan? Dude, I think he would actually be a really good fit for Suzuki Gun. <laughs> Does Suzuki have any foreigners, though? No, but he used to. Oh, he's got Zach. Oh, he's got Zach, yeah. yeah he, ha yes. he had Archer, he had Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, so he does. That, that, oh my God, do that. That'd be like <laughs> my favourite WWE wrestler at the moment in my favourite New Japan faction. <laughs> I, I think the style would work. Like, Murphy being a menacing heel. And also, this dude could fit into the junior or the heavyweights. Yeah. I'd prefer him to be in the heavyweights, but... Like, if he, was to, if he was to get thrown into the never-open-weight division, I think that would actually be really good for Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, back to the Ring of Honor option. <laughs> Do you want to touch on uh, what you were alluding to? Yeah. Um, an old rival of his is signed to Ring of Honor. Hopefully the world opens up so it can actually happen. But Slex and his old protege, Adam Brooks, both signed there. We need a Murphy and Brooksy tag team or something like that. I was just trying to think off the top of my head. I think I posted this in the Up Next uh, Facebook when I first saw it happen. I can't remember a uh, Matt Silver, Adam Brooks, big singles match within MCW on tape, at least. No, I can't either. And I yeah. think that that's why you do the tag team, build to it. 
and if he does sign with Ring of Honor, as we've seen with the um the Aussies, they've allowed him to come back and work with um their home promotion in MCW, so he could do that. Or if he's with New Japan, uh, Robbie's been allowed to come back and work with PWA. So there is a possibility of him signing with one of those two promotions who pre-pandemic had a pretty strong working relationship post-pandemic who knows um but it does give him the opportunity to come and work at home as well as um i should say mikey nichols uh working a lot with epw in perth yeah um yeah so i suppose that's all the uh the major news at least the one thing is everyone's like yeah let's have aw sign everyone and everyone from the last releases. They can't sign everyone, nor should they. They don't want to be impact. Yeah. It's like, oh, who's got released this week? Oh yeah, come over to us. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think the standout one from the previous one is the iconics either going to AEW, most likely for me, impact and chasing those women's tag team belts and maybe popping up on AEW as women's tag team champs. Joe, depending on if he is uh, medically clear to compete somewhere or if he's just signed as a trainer. And then this past week, yeah, you said it. uh, Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy and Ruby Wright. um, Santana Garrett seeing what happens there as well as uh, Buddy Murphy. Yep. Weren't you there? So, with all that being said, should we uh, get into some results? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Uh, WWE Raw. So, he had a beat the clock challenge where Nikki Cross bet Charlotte in two minutes. Uh, Randy Orton with Riddle defeated Xavier Woods. Reginald defeated Shayna Baszler. Mace and T-Bar defeated Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado. A non-title match where Ricochet defeated Sheamus. Then a non-title match where Humberto Carrillo defeated Sheamus. A tag team match of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose defeating that promising young up-and-comer Lana and Naomi. (laughs) As well as Cedric Alexander defeating Shelton Benjamin in 28 seconds. A Raw Tag Team title match where AJ Styles and Omos, the champions, defeated Eliza Jackson Riker. And the lone highlight of Raw, the number one contendership match for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre defeating Kofi Kingston. Uh, Except as the result happened, I'm like, oh, it's Drew again. Oh, man. It was such a good main event. But, yeah, like, I'm a fan of Drew, but it would be nice to see something different. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think if Drew had, hadn't have been in that, uh, what we have, a freeway, and he had an immediate rematch at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, get the guy out of the title picture. Get him away for a couple of months, have him work himself back up. Because yeah. he's either going to win now or WWE are just going to drop him like a sack of potatoes down the card. Yeah. And there's no 
like if he comes out and says, oh, I challenged and I lost, well, I'm going to challenge for the US title and work my way back up. It's a story that's been done throughout the ages and it makes sense. This Raw sucked. And the thing is, you had your you had your number one contender and your champion both lose to Nikki Cross and beat the clock challengers who's not getting an opportunity at the pay-per-view. Oh, that could change. I, th- I think they're going to do a triple threat. Maybe. Uh, thumbs down, Raw. Lone highlight, the main event, go check it out. Uh, the only down point is it's Drew again. But that being said, Drew and um, Bobby can put on a good match. Definitely. Um, yeah, big thumbs down. Raw can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. We're now reviewing Raw at the start of the show and it still sucks. <laughs> yeah. At least we're up for the show and not, uh, you know, Raw. Yeah. We're going to end on a positive note today, at least, I think. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'll switch the order around while you're not looking. <laughs> uh, have you caught any of Ring of Honor recently? No. Is there something to talk about? Uh, just more TV taping, sort of. Going along as usual, uh, notes here were LSG defeated Joe Keyes, eight-man tag team match of Brody King, Chris Dickinson, Homicide, and Tony Deppin defeated the Foundation, Lethal Gresham, Rhett Titus, and Tracy Williams. Um, they're doing all right on TV. They're doing weekly women's matches on YouTube as well on Wednesdays. Oh, very good. Yeah, so they're slowly uh, rebuilding their women's division as well. Did you catch AEW Dark Elevation? I saw bits of it. Uh, any standouts for you? Because I didn't watch this week. Uh, yeah, so there was the Penta Zero Miedo match with Jack Evans, which was fantastic. Um, Jungle Boy and JD Drake had had a fun main event there. Ty Conti looking strong against Ashley de Ambois. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, Big Swall back in the picture with Red Velvet against Nyla Rose and the Bunny. Um, Nyla Rose and the Bunny taking that one. Thunder Rosa beating Rika Tahaka. Oh, there we go. I'm starting to stumble on words as well. You're not alone, mate. Um, (laughs) And the claim to being a highlight of every AEW show, uh, beating a couple of Oh, yeah, they beat Brandon Tate and Brent Tate, also known to Ring of Honor fans as The Boys. The Boys! Um, Not from a stable. Dalton Castle's Boys. Remember when Dalton was so over? Yeah. The guy couldn't be stopped, couldn't do any wrong, and then he got hurt. Yeah. And then he came back, and he won the championship, and then he got hurt again. Yeah, and then they turned him heel. And then they got rid of some of the gimmick, and then they, yeah, they stripped him of his gimmick, and then, oh, I'm serious now. Oh, that didn't work. I wonder why. Yeah. Oh, have his gimmick again. (sighs) Anyway, Dark Elevation was all right. (laughs) Thumbs in the middle. Fair enough. What about Dark? I, I don't watch Dark. I watch but Elevation. Got, but it's got, it's Taz. 
Yeah, I know. They need to swap commentary teams. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I didn't catch Dark either, but uh, looking at the results here, it looks like a uh, pretty short match. Uh, maybe an hour show, so I might start checking out Dark again. Yeah, you check out Dark, I'll check out Elevation, and we'll meet, <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> what about NWA Power? Did you watch? Uh, I did not watch Power RR. Okay. But I did watch NWA stuff this week. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that shortly. How about NXT TV? I, I did watch this. Okay. So we have uh, the NXT uh, Championship number one contender triple threat match of Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne ending in a no contest after 18 minutes. Jake Atlas defeated LA Knight, yeah. <laughs> the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match of Kushida, the champion, uh, defeating Cam- Camarato. Carmelo. Oh, okay. I thought it was that, but I didn't want to say that. Carmelo <laughs> Hayes. A non-title uh, tag team match of the way, Kenneth LeRae and Indy Hartwell defeating Zada Ramier and Zoe Stack. And in the main event, the men's tag team championship was on the line when MSK defeated Leguero del Fantasma with Santos Escobar in their corner. Um, pretty good show this week, I thought. Yeah, uh, the highlight for me was Adam Cole. Um, him coming out, interrupting the triple threat match, then his promo in the ring with Karrion uh, Cross was fantastic. Um and we're going to have a fatal five way in your house. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good on paper. Hopefully, Regal doesn't add a stipulation on top of this to make it like <clears throat> elimination, force count anywhere, something. Yeah. Submission. Yeah. Five way Iron Man match. Yeah. Because that works so well the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, not really anything negative to say. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fun show. Yeah, and they're doing a good job of um, sort of rotating through the champions. One week they'll have a match, the next week they sort of have a promo. So we're getting yeah. that a lot again, whereas for the longest while it seemed um, Io Shirai was champion and wasn't anywhere to be seen. No. Um. Also, Indy Hartwell's killing it. Her whole thing with um, Dexter Loomis is fantastic. It seems like they're teasing that Poppy's going to have a match. I'm Poppy, that one. Yeah. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, we'll find out this week coming. Ah, okay. Thumbs up, NXT. You did good. Very much so. Did you have time to go across the channel to NXT UK? Uh, Stupid questions deserve stupid answers. But it has uh, Desmond Wolf on commentary. Yeah, what Chelsea wants, Chelsea gets. (laughs) Oh, man. That's Um, a TNA deep cut if I ever heard one. Oh, boy. Um, 
yeah, nothing really of note here. Uh, the opening match I thought was good. The Ilya Dragunov versus No More Da <laughs> needed more early shop walks. Yeah, send but her over to the UK. She got released. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> well, well, then give her a job and then do that. <laughs> she got released and then put on a um a legends contract because she retired. Oh, that's right. Yes, she stood out with the legends on Legends Night, and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> Why is Alicia Fox there?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have time for main event? But Uh, but it's got your boy The one who decided to leave Retaliation He got kicked out of it He got kicked out of Retribution Yeah and how good it is for him Along with Jeff Hardley (laughs) Why is Jeff Hardy stuck on main event? (sighs) Because we got nothing for you. How do you not have something for Jeff Hardy? That's just dumb. Isn't his contract up soon? Yep. Um, I'm I'm hoping we open up Dynamite one day with Modest to the top. No, he's going to come in. He's going to be itchweed. Oh. Oh, my God. You could do. You could do, you could do, you could do Casino Battle Royale. Oh, no. You could have, <laughs> like, you could draw the clubs and it's Itchweed and he gets thrown out, goes to the back and they, like, the hearts get Willow drawn and it's Willow. Yeah. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with it, so, yeah. Yeah, and then you do Brother Nero and then you finally do Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it the second year because the first year he comes out as a Joker and it's Jeff. Yep. Ah. Uh, what about Smack of Down? I watched some of this. Yeah, good, good. Yep. Uh, so kicked off uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, retaining against the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Kamala defeated Liv Morgan. King Corbin defeated Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Boggs. Uh, Rick Bogues. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match of Apollo Crews defeating Kevin Owens. And then in the main event, a no-DQ repeat of the opening match where, again, the Mysterios defeat the Usos. Have you had a look at the SmackDown roster post the roster cuts? I did have it open before, but I was just looking at the women's uh, roster quickly to see what other tag teams there were. And yeah, it was only... um, Mandy Rose and um and um oh my god I've forgotten Dana Brooke Dana Brooke oh she has a good entrance song because the SmackDown the SmackDown roster is so so shallow like there's nothing. Let's see. Oh my, yeah, wow, that is a short roster pull. And they're pretty much using everyone except for Slapjack, who no one had any idea was on the SmackDown roster. Oh, he is. I thought he was still on Raw. Exactly. (laughs) 
oh my god, we've talked about this three or four times. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Aussie. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. So Dawkins and Ford are on here who didn't appear. Big E. Uh, Cesaro's been on TV. All these guys have been on TV recently. Yeah, Aziz, pretty much uh, Ziegler, Mysterio, da, 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 Corbin, Ford, Otis. Yeah, everyone on here has been on TV recently, other than probably Slapjack, who's been on main event duty. Yeah. And then and have a look at the female roster. Bailey, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Reckoning, a.k.a. Mia Yim, Sasha Banks, Sonya Deville, Tamina. Yeah. So, there's going to be call-ups soon, I'm going to assume, because that is, like, it's a very bare-bones roster. Now, did you, I suppose, because we didn't really touch on it, we are too busy talking about where we'd send people, did you hear the rumour of why all the cuts are happening? Because they might be selling the company? Yeah. How likely do you think that's uh, of occurring? I think it's very likely. I just think that it's not going to happen as soon as people think it will. Yeah. I think this is like prepping for a potential sale in like next year. Do you see the buyers as, uh, what is it, NBC Universal Peacock? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do know, because I've been listening to a lot of Observer with uh, the releases, uh, Alvarez noted that if Vince does want to sell, he has to uh, acquire all the public shares back. Oh. So I don't know if that's true, because it might be different in North America or something, or, like, I don't know how the hell the stock market works. But, yeah, he might have to regain so much uh, stock in order to be able to do that. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because you'll have some diehard person who'll say no to a ton of money. Yeah, I'd be like, yep, take it if I had some. Four uh, times the amount of what it's worth? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow, what a thin roster. Um, the Farm Sideways Smackdown, it's still... Roman that is carrying this show. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought it was a fairly decent episode. Uh, thumbs up from me. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like that we went 15 minutes in the opening match to then have a repeat that went 10 minutes in the main event. But the only change was it was a no DQ. It wasn't even it was a singles match to a tag match. It was, yeah, okay, and we're going to do the same result. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you can't well, book that out for next week, so you've got something on next week's TV announced before next week. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah. Uh, did you make time for the most exciting hour of television wrestling each week? Two o'clock oh. live. Yeah, I love that they call it that when the show actually goes for half an hour now, and it's not on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't watch it. Neither did I. How about Friday Night Dynamite? I did. Okay. 
uh, kicked off non-title tag team match of the Young Bucks champions with Brandon Cutler defeating Death Triangle members Puck and Penta Alzero Medo. A tag team match of the Factory, Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall defeating Nightmare family members Cody <laughs> Rhodes and Lee Johnson with Arn Anderson in their corner. A tag team match of Christian Cage and Jungle Boy defeating Private Party, Isaiah Casti, Mark Quinn, who had Matt Hardy in their corner. You sure FTR weren't booking this night? <laughs> <laughs> the singles match of Red Velvet with Big Swall and Kayleen King defeats the bunny who had the blade in her corner. And in the main event, I don't remember this being announced last week. No. But a bull rope match of Dustin Rhodes defeating Nick Camarado with Aaron Solo in his corner. Yeah. Um, The big things that happened on this show weren't between the bell. It was the Vicky Guerrero's new client. (laughs) Yeah, go on. Andrade El Idolo. Yes, because the end is 10 times better than 100. Yes. Thank um, you, Lita. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, Andrade looks like a star here. I thought he looked good. I don't know if putting him with Vicky is the right move. Well, if uh, Zelina's going back to the feds for well, this was if they had booked this before last week and before the uh, Alistair Black release and it looks like Selena's going back to WWE you're going hmm who do we have that can do this job and is of um, sort of uh, Latin American sort of uh, origins Vicky get out there and do that I know who you book for it. Your book is bloody brother-in-law, Conrad Thompson. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God, I just realised that. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Um, Sons of Flair. Get out. Oh, my... No... Yeah, then you bring out David. That's what I was just about to say. You're going to bring up David. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, what was the other big thing that happened on this show, Alex? Uh, there was an awesome Inner Circle promo and just talking about the pinnacle and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they announced in two weeks' time there's going to be a MMA cage fight between... Um, Wardlow and Jake Hager, which I think will be interesting to see how they do that. Um, oh, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to get Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega, just as I predicted it would not carry on the pay-per-view. Yep. Now, you're skipping over the main thing here. Tony Schiavone would be ashamed. What about his very good friend's celebration? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I honestly didn't think it was that good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I felt like they rushed it. Um, 
Yeah, the Britt Baker bought McDonald's for everyone. <laughs> yeah, didn't you go get your, what's it, BTS meal? Yeah, sure. Um, no, yeah, no K-pop? And, and Nyla, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Weirdest then, cross-promotion ever. Yeah. Then Nyla Rose starts a feud with Britt Baker, which will be interesting, I guess. Who's the face? Who's the heel? We'll find out, I guess. Um, Wait, was Vicky out when Nyla attacked, or have they Mm -hmm. started really dish? Oh, no, she was, wasn't she? Yep. So this happened before the Andrade thing, didn't it? I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, I hate... Friday Night Dynamite, because I come home, watch SmackDown, watch Dynamite after oh, working your day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Because you get to watch it live, you like your bugger. Yeah. Um, thumbs up, Dynamite. Now... Thumbs in the middle for me, I thought it was a very meh episode. Yeah, that's fair too. Um... Did you see any reaction to the Cody Rhodes Anthony Agogo match? Well, I've seen a little bit. Was it much the same as ours? Yep. That it was very over the top and didn't fit the rest of the card and didn't really work? Yeah. Yeah. No one was, actually, one person was positive on it. Was it Conrad? No. I'll let you take a guess. Uh, Cornette? Yep. Yeah, well, that is the oldest style of booking. Yeah. But, um, did Conrad comment on it? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. He, Conrad hates Kenny Omega, though. He always shits on Kenny Omega's matches. Why? I don't know. He's just not a fan, I guess. He, he always talks about how they shouldn't have taken the title off Moxley because Moxley's the biggest star. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did, you, did you make time for New Japan Strong of America? I did not. Okay. Uh, nothing really to report there. It's just sort of um, going along as normal. But we did see Carl Frederick's team with Sochi... Satoshi Kojima taking on Team Filthy, Danny Limelight, and JT Kratos in a good match. Oh, very good. Yeah, give me more Kojima. Yeah, definitely. Now, where do you want to end things? Do you want to finish with New Japan Dominion in Osaka <laughs> yes. Hall, or do you yes. want to finish with NWA when Shadows Fall? No, we are not finishing with NWA. I thought we were making an effort to end <laughs> on a positive note. Okay. I've seen clips of this. Um, Alex has seen the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a uh, couple of dark matches here, but we'll get straight into what was uh, shown on the pay-per-view. Four-way tag match, the Rebellion, Amarata, Bestia, Triple Six, and... Mechka Wolf defeat Machette Rocket. Alright, <laughs> uh, uh, um, Bestia 666 and Mecha Wolf defeated Marche Rocket and Slice Boogie and Rudo, the Sam Adonis and Sal Renaro 
and the end, Odinson and Paro. You're welcome. <laughs> Why do I know that name? Paro. He was on um, a couple of the collectives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, big, big dude. Um, it was part of Effie's Big Gay Brunch as the Bear Hunter or something like that. There's an openly gay, gigantic, like, human being. Like, such a beast of a man. He's fantastic. That's probably where I've seen him before. Um, Effie's yeah, Effie's. Brunch, I reckon. Oh, speaking of which, it's Pride Month. Yeah, happy Pride Month. Um, oh, yeah, now I see the photo of him. I recognise him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's so good. Uh, he's done a couple of blood sports too, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just a big, strong, like gigantic dude who is also gay, and they don't make the gayness a gimmick. They just like, yep, you can be big and huge and also be this, which is very refreshing in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, a non-title match of Tyrus with Austin Idol defeats the Pope. What title does Tyrus have? He does not. Uh, the Pope is the NWA television champion. Ah, I see. All right. Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, we'll keep going. On. <laughs> okay. A tag team match of Molina and Thunder Rosa. Hooray. But they're defeated by Taron Terrell, TNA, mm. and a returning Kylie Ray. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, a singles match of JTG defeated Fred Rosser. That sounds like a good match. About 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, now, these are the uh, highlights that I saw from this point onwards. The NWA World Tag Team Championship freeway match, Aaron Stephen and Kratos... The champions defeat Strictly Business, Chris Adonis, and Tom Latimer, and the War Kings, Crimson, and Jack Strain in 1410. Uh, a really good freeway tag match, I thought. What about yourself? I thought it was incredible. I thought it was very good. I did not think Stevens and Kratos were going to walk out with the titles, but they did. So that was a nice little swerve for me. Uh, NWA World Women's championship serena deep the champion recently appeared on double or nothing pre-show did you go back and watch that match i did it was very good uh defeated by camille so camille is uh once again nwa world women's champion now nah, first time oh really yeah i thought she had been before nah nah you might have been thinking of allison k she had a title run before Thunder Rosa. Okay. Yeah, this is Camille's first time. Oh. Um, yeah, because she's only recently transitioned into being in ring. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was a pretty good, good women's match. And again, makes sense putting the championship on your own champion, on your own uh, rostered contracted woman rather than a different promotions person. Yeah. 
the most intriguing part out of this is, is this the end of the NWA women's title on AEW, or are we going to see Camille on AEW now? Yeah, that's that's also a good point, seeing what will happen there in the future. And hopefully this means Serena Deeb is now freed up to have a feud with Britt Baker at some point. Yeah, I think they're doing that to uh, free her up for the uh, the pay-per-view or post-pay-per-view if Thunder Rosa gets the pay-per-view spot. Yeah. Um, main event for your NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Nick Aldos, the champion, defeats Trevor Murdoch by DQ in 12.52. Uh, this was sort of what your stock standard throwback sort of world champion match. Yeah, it, I actually enjoyed it until the finish, and it's just like NWA. You've already lost a lot of goodwill from your fan base, and then you're going to end a pay per view with a DQ. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> um. Now, I suppose, was there anything of the um, uh, sort of opening four matches there that you wanted to touch on that I didn't see any highlights of? Yeah, the four-way tag match was absolutely insane. A complete high-spot fest. Uh, Not something you actually expect from the NWA, so it was really good. Uh, La Rebellion, Amarilla, uh, Bestia666 and Mecha Wolf are a fantastic team. I hope to see more from them. And the end of Odinson and Paro are a great tag team as well. Um, Tyrus and the Pope was... Oh, the Pope tried his best. Tyrus is just... It's just crap. He's just so bad. Uh, what it's, might people know Tyrus as previously? Uh, Brodus Clay... But he came out wearing baby blue singlet, and it's like somebody not going to need to call my mama. They're going to need to call my optometrist because big guys like us, Tyrus, we should not be wearing baby blue. You can see everything in baby blue. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah, every nook and cranny. And I saw a lot of nooks and a lot of crannies. Um, Yeah, it was very scarring to my eyes, so somebody call my optometrist. Um, The tag match of Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell was against Melina and Thunder Rosa was pretty good. Um, I was honestly like, what the hell, Kylie Ray's here? Okay, cool. Um, Taryn Terrell's actually a really fun character on NWA at the moment, just this flamboyant, over-the-top sort of female um, and the team of Molina and Thunder Rosa is actually pretty good. Like, Molina's still got it. So, yeah. Um, the highlight of the undercard for me was JTG versus Fred Rosser. As you predicted, it is an incredible match. <laughs> Both guys are on fire at the moment. JTG making his NWA debut, and... Yeah, Fred Rosser has been fantastic on NWA the past couple of months. Um, Yeah, I highly recommend checking out that match. Sounds good. Um, Kylie Ray's third promotion in three years. Yeah. I, I hope that she's feeling better, that she's in a good place, and that if she's come back, this is what she wants to do and this is where she wants to be. 
um yeah i hope hope she's happy yeah yeah the tricky situation with her yeah ah uh, well should we go to new japan please do cuz oh yeah thumbs down by the way <laughs> thumbs down from but... nwa oh yes um I didn't really see enough, so I'm just going to say uh, what I saw of the highlights I enjoyed. So, thumbs sideways. Yeah, that's why they're called highlights, mate. <laughs> now, the last time we really spoke of uh, New Japan, they were on the road to the Grand Slam tour, building up to two stadium shows. And then uh, the pandemic got worse in Japan, and they sort of put all that on hold, and then they came back at uh, last week, actually, to uh, build up to Dominion in Osaka. So there are two outdoor stadium shows. Both got cancelled, one being the Tokyo Dome. Uh, one, I can't remember the other stadium off the top of my head. Now, can you? Uh, was it like Yokohama Stadium? Yes, that's like that? it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, both those, um, those events were cancelled. Um, and yeah, the tour sort of um, stopped, and then they had two brief nights, uh, the first and the second, going in on a road to Dontaku tour. Did you catch any highlights from night one or two? Uh, I did not from the road tours. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of um tag team multi-man matches typical new japan building up to a pay-per-view still to show uh highlight of night one was the iwgp tag team championship match gorillas of destiny tamatonga and tongalo the champions defeating dangerous techers taichi and zack saber jr uh and then the highlight of night two uh again a lot of undercard multi-man tag team matches main event never open weight six-man tag team championship match Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, the champions, versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, uh, Bushi, Sonata, and Tatsuya Naito with Chaos retaining there. Yep. Um, yeah, so, what did I say previously? Oh, I said Gorillas retained. My apologies. I meant Dangerous Tech has picked up the win there. I believe I said the Gorillas retained. Yeah. So, yeah, those two um, championship matches were really good. But New Japan's still pushing forward this um, mentality of a lot of multi-man undercard matches. Like uh, Night 2's got four, Night 1's got one, two, three, four, five match cards, four multi-man underman matches in a championship main event yeah uh personally i would have rather had those two championships just been on this show <laughs> yeah definitely uh so we go into osaka joe hall uh in osaka japan for new japan dominion 6.6 on osaka joe hall opening match 10-man tag team match now just let me know if you've skipped the undercard or not uh, i i did Oh, good. I skipped the two tag matches. So we had 10-man tag team match of Bullet Club, Chase Owens, Al Fantasmo, Evo, 
uh, Taiji Ishimori and Yujiro Takahashi with Dick to go, defeating Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Sho, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi with Hiroshi Tanahashi in 11.50, as well as a six-man tag team match of Los Angeles de Japón, Bushi, Sanada, and Tatsuya Naito defeating Suzuki Gun members Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. in 11.33. Uh, don't get me wrong, good matches, sort of um, pay-per-view opener matches, but I'll just swap these two on each night of the road to and put the two championship matches here because I could have just got up, got a beer, put this on in the background and sort of assumed what was happening anyway. Yeah. Uh, kicking off the championship portion of the card, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match of El Desperado, the champion, defeating Yo. In 20 minutes 40. Uh, any quick thoughts there, Alex? Yeah, I thought this was a really fun match. Uh, they got a lot of time. Um, El Desperado's on another level at the moment. Yeah, I, I really agree with that as well. He's got a good control of that uh, junior division, and it's nice to see Despy finally get a, um, a big run and a big push with that. Uh, following that was a singles match of Kota Ibushi defeating Jeff Cobb with the Great Khan in Cobb's Corner in 1454. Uh, this sort of plays into what happens later in the night, but at the time I was sort of like, oh, okay, I guess it's just Kota sort of going after members of the Empire. Yeah. Um, I'll touch on more of that after the uh, the main event here, which is the very next match for the vacant IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It is Kats- Katsi. Oh my God, I'm having a problem. <laughs> Kazuchika Okada. Yes, Kazuchika <laughs> Okada versus Shinsko- Shingo Takagi. There we go. Finally got there. <laughs> Goes 36 minutes. My God, what a match. <laughs> it was good to have a New Japan like heavyweight championship caliber match because these have sorely been missed. Yeah, this was an absolutely incredible front runner for match of the year for me. Um, yeah, this was just as perfect as it gets. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, nothing. I don't really have any problems with this match as a whole. Um, yeah, it goes 36 minutes. Um, Sort of Okada, the um, the old guard, if you will, sort of the lineage of the former championship, Shingo Takage, sort of someone of the future trying to build his own path. And Shingo hits last of the dragon, one, two, three, and pins Okada, the new world champion in uh, New Japan, IWGP world heavyweight champion. Yeah, like it was the logical choice. But also, it was still kind of surprising that they did it. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, Shingo's going to get a good showing in here. He might hit Last of the Dragon and, uh, like, not have enough effort to cover Okada or Okada crawls to the ropes or something. Or, and then Okada hits Rainmaker and wins. And no, they, they, they're fully behind Shingo, a guy who's been in the company less than three years. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy the rise of Shingo Takagi in the like, last couple of years. Yeah, and it's it's sort of odd to see him get 
behind someone who's not gone through their dojo, who's not been a long uh, tenure in their company with the old New Japan mentality of um, sort of looking after the people who've been there a long time and the people who've come from other systems, you know, you'll reach this certain level, but we won't put you up here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the most shocking of all. Yeah, definitely. Definitely was. Um, Yeah, I thought this match was just remarkable. Yeah, I'm going to put it back on again tonight later when I do some (laughs) editing. But yeah, yeah, I I think I just need to watch it again just to see if it is my um, new frontrunner for International Match of the Year. Yeah. You want to get into what happens after the match? Uh, yeah, you can run us through that. You've probably got a better memory than me. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, Shingo, I may be skipping over something here, but Shingo sort of um calls out to uh, somebody and he calls out to, is it Bushi to challenge him next? Yeah. So Bushi sort of comes down and they agree, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, my mind's all over the place. I've had yeah. not a lot of sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think this building up to, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what the New Japan calendar looks like at the moment because, one, Olympics, two, pandemic-free change of plans. Yeah. Um, so we've had this. Uh, I'm just saying if... So the only things that have been announced um, coming up next week is Kazinya Road Tour. Hmm. Mm. So this is usually the time when they're building into a um, start of the G1, sort of um, building up towards that. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, when that takes place. Because... Yeah. Um, uh, what do you call it? It'd still be interesting to see if they are moving the schedule around to the same as last year with the later G1, with the later best of the Super Juniors because of the... Um, Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics and the pandemic being what it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've just had that. Uh, so it seems that... Uh, they've got listed here at the moment that, yeah, Yokohama Stadium and Tokyo Dome are sort of on hold at the moment. And um, Madison Square Garden from last year is still on hold. <laughs> but um, I don't think that'll be going ahead this year either. No, not at all. Um, I suppose with that being said, do you have a TV champ of the week? Yeah, let's go, Shingo. No, no Shingo. Yeah, okay, you can go, Shingo, because I'm going, my boy, El Desperado. Right. Yeah, good choice, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm really happy that we live in a world where El Desperado and Shingo Takagi are the champs in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, you're two, you're two main champs. You got, uh, well, I suppose. The world champ is Shingo. Your second highest champion is Jay White. Is Jay White, if you're going never 
if you're going IWGP, it's Moxley. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a whole other discussion of companies having too many championships that we've already gone on about ten times already on this show in the past. I suppose yep. uh, with that, uh, shall we wrap up this wrap? I think we should. Uh, so where can the good humans find you? They can find me at Freddy's Alex on Instagram and Twitter. They can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search up Wrestling Oz Style on Facebook and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder on Twitter as well. You can go back listen to the entire Wrestling Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, the weekly wrestling wrap on YouTube and using the RSS feed for you. Uh, found the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Do you think that, like, I saw a meme and it was like John Silver standing next to Braun Strowman, naked and incredible Hulk gimmick, where John Silver gets angry and then Braun Strowman comes out and they pretend that John Silver transformed into Braun Strowman? What, on BTE? No, just that's In his AEW. gimmick. Yeah, that's his gimmick now. He transferred, it's like an incredible Hulk. Braun Strowman's the big green guy and John Silver's like Bruce Banner. So instead of twin magic, it's Hulk magic. So there's yeah. there's dry ice and there's smoke and all of a sudden John Silver's under the ring and it's <laughs> Yeah, and he just busts out of the ring. <laughs> oh, so he goes under the ring for the transformation. And it's like yeah. Kane, he pulls the other guy into the depths from under the ring. <laughs> Yeah, and then he goes, brawny hungry. Oh, my God. Or we could have the opposite. Wasn't Kane in the ring where there was spooks and the ring was like a low-rider car going... Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> I think that was Taker, but yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. What else could we do with Braun? <sighs> let's see. Who's Braun look like? Uh, he doesn't look like Archer. He definitely doesn't. 
He looks like Snitsky. They should bring in Snitsky to be Braun's dad. <laughs> but no, no, no. We're ending the show now. We're not talking about Gene Snitsky. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>